All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation brought to you by the great folks over at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That will get you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com. That is Z-E-P-H-Y-R Epic. Check them out on all platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, whatever it is. They've got you covered for all of your trading card needs free shipping Canada wide on any order over $50. They also have a retail location in Surrey. So be sure to go check out our friends at Zephyr Epic. As you see the beautiful uh, memorabilia sitting on our desk in the iconic Sheraton wall center. That is where we record from. My name is Dave Guadrelli. Co-host is Harmon Dial. Our technical producer, the man at the controls is Grady Sass. Game day. Formal. Look at us. That's when we're at our best is game days. And we're just, I got the turtleneck. You'd, yeah, it's kind of, it's a mock turtleneck as well, right? It's mock, yeah. yeah. I think I wore too much, or I, I put on too much moisturizer this morning, though, because I'm looking at the feed, and my face looks so shiny with these bright lights. Oh, jeez, it does. <laughs> I did not notice that. Uh, note to self, put on this moisturizer. You're just shining with positivity, Harm. That's the real reason. Wow, thanks, Grady. I like the, I'm just way too moist, Harmon Dial quote that we just got. Um, <laughs> wow, don't radio me <laughs> Okay, uh, busy day today. Obviously, Bo Horvat makes his return to Vancouver tonight. We touched on it a little bit yesterday. We're probably not going to dive too much into it today. Bit of a shorter episode today, but there is some stuff that we need to get to because this morning we found out that defenseman Carson Soucy will be out six to eight weeks. That hurts the Vancouver Canucks. 
It does. And there was an optional morning skate today. So we have, we don't really have line rushes, but we do know if you read the scenes for morning skate, courtesy of Jeff Patterson over at CanucksArmy.com. If you read that, you'll know that the Canucks are going with four right-handed defensemen tonight. The patchwork defense, Akito Hirose out of the lineup. And that means you were right yesterday when we had that Willannon Hirose thing, when I talked about that, about, oh, maybe it's short term, unless, unless they make a call up for Willannon. You were right. They want Hirose in this lineup. But we'll get to that in our game preview more. But apparently not enough to address him. Exactly. And he'll, I mean, obviously he'll dress tomorrow against Calgary, yep. right? Um, but the fact that there's four right-handed defensemen tonight, we'll get to that in the game preview. Let's just instant reaction to the Canucks losing Carson Soucy. Yeah, it's tough because it felt like Susie was really starting to find his stride over the last handful of games. Him and Myers together had been playing pretty steady, quiet, relatively mistake-free hockey. And it's the type of pair that you didn't feel like you really needed to shelter at all. You could sort of use them in any situation. Obviously, they weren't coming up against uh, top lines by any stretch of the imagination. But it was the sort of pair that, okay, if they even get get trapped for a D-zone start or an icing or something, you felt pretty confident that got a couple of veteran players that both seem to at that point or the last handful of games be moving the puck pretty responsibly defending responsibly uh, always sort of in the right positions and with Susie it's it's interesting I don't think he when I look at his start so far as a Canuck I don't think he's necessarily made as many defensive stops and like changes of possession mm. as I sort of initially anticipated but his puck skills and his ability to transition has been far less of an issue as I anticipated, if that makes sense. It does. Do you think it helps that his role has been kind of as that third pairing guy that he's been able to do that? No, I think it's the same role that he was playing in Seattle. So it's just an extension. It's just interesting that when I watched a lot of his tape in the playoffs for the Kraken, it seemed like, he was struggling on defensive zone retrievals when you'd have a heavy forecheck on him hmm. that he wasn't able to make quick decisions with the puck. You'd be able to pin him. Uh, and on the other side of the coin, he was able to break up a, a ton of plays defensively. So you sort of watched him and went, you love him defensively, but man, you worry about as soon as the puck gets on his stick um, that he wasn't making a lot of plays. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think it's been more of a balance watching him play so far where I've actually been quietly impressed at uh, some of the simple five to 10 foot passes he makes. Haven't been worried about his puck moving or turnovers at all. Um, And then defensively he's been solid, but he hasn't like, there haven't been many wow moments um, defensively, which is totally fine. I think he's done his job totally fine. And yeah, it is a blow to, to lose him. I think it's worth mentioning that uh, as Jay Pat had brought up on yesterday's show, Seven of the Canucks' next eight games are against teams below the playoff bar, and the only team that is um, above the playoff bar is Anaheim, which finished 32nd last year. So it's not exactly, even though they are on the right track this year, not exactly an intimidating opponent. So hopefully that helps, at least in the short term, the Canucks um, patchwork defense find the right combos. Susie blocked a shot in Montreal in the win on Sunday. So did Tyler Myers. They both got banged up on the same shift. Myers is in the lineup tonight, despite having a maintenance day yesterday and not taking part in the optional skate today. Rick Tockett confirmed that Tyler Myers would be in the lineup tonight. So they have some veteran presence in the lineup. And hey, who would have thought at the start of the year that we'd be saying, oh, thank God Tyler Myers is still in the lineup. But this this organization's depth is about to be tested. And we'll use that to transition into our next kind of topic when it comes comes to this sort of thing the Susie conversation is okay Nikita Zadorov and Chris Tanev that's the first thing I saw on Twitter was when 
that injury was announced. Okay, well, now they're definitely trading for one of these guys. I just, I still don't see the fit. And I don't think you, if you're the Canucks, I don't think you rush to make that trade for either guy right now because everybody, you know, everybody on Twitter that I saw was saying, oh, clock's ticking. They got to get it done now. I don't know if you do. I think, first of all, you hope that your organizational depth is good enough to help you stay afloat from losing a bottom pair defenseman who, mind you, like you said, was playing very well. So I'm not trying to discredit what Susie's doing, but let's be honest, it is a bottom pair defenseman that you're trying to replace. Sure, his minutes got higher in some games, but regardless, you are replacing a guy in the bottom half of your defense core. So you're hoping that the organizational depth is enough. I think if you're the Canucks, and I mean, we've talked about that Zadorov and Tanev are both free agents at the end of this year. So why would you pull the trigger and give up assets to get them? And we'll get to what that might cost because Dollywell had some stuff on that. But I'm just looking at it and saying, don't make the trade yet. If you're going to make a trade, I don't think you need to rush. I think you want to see what this defensive core looks like. And look, if you start going on a skid, then yeah, okay, maybe make a trade. Because going into tonight, the Canucks are one win away from being top of the Western Conference. So sure, maybe you do owe it to the players if they're able to get there and then all of a sudden you go on a skid because your team can't defend anymore. Maybe you do owe it to the players to go out and get them some help if you go on a skid. But if you're more or less playing the same level of hockey, I wouldn't be giving away one of these premium assets like a Nils Huglander or a Vasily Podkolzin, which according to Dollywall, like I just mentioned, they're looking in Calgary, if they trade one of these guys, they're looking for a young prospect kind of player that can play in their lineup right now. And I think Pod Colson and Huglander are the guys that fit that bill. We'll also think about it from Calgary's perspective. The only reason, if I'm Craig Conroy, that I'd want to make a trade this far in advance of the trade deadline is if the trade is a clear win for me. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. I've got the time and leverage to wait until the deadline, wait until more teams have um, need for blue line help. And so if you're presumably only making that trade, if it's a win from Calgary's perspective, it's probably not a price you'd love to pay if you're, uh, if you're Vancouver. And especially again, we're talking about rentals and of course, whether it's Tanev or Zadorov, there could be a fit beyond this season, but you don't know that when you're making the deal, unless, unless Calgary gives Canucks um, permission to speak to the agent, which why would Calgary do that? Yep, exactly. So, like you said, I think it's going to be an intriguing test over the next little while. Like, I'm curious to see with Akito Hirose, for example, he's 24 years old. Like, I, I need to double check this, but I think he's older than Quinn Hughes. So, if we're talking about, they're the same age, but months-wise, I mean. Yes, exactly. Like us. Which I always remind people. Yeah. <laughs> so, the point is, you need to find out what this guy is now. Right? This isn't a long-term project that you got... A year another year to for him to develop it's sort of now or never for Jose to become an NHL defenseman and these are the situations where I know he's not dressing tonight but you want to figure out what what this guy exactly is right and it's also an important sort of test to know what your other defense depth options look like like what does Mark Friedman look like if he's ramping up his minutes slightly what does Noah Juleson look like in the sense that he's been he's struggled this season but he looked pretty effective last year. So what is he? Is he effective NHL depth or is he not? So I think these are important questions that you want to have answered Mm -hmm. so that you can make the most informed decision possible uh, if and when you do decide to upgrade your blue line depth. And with Sidorov and Tanev, Craig Conroy's, this is his first year on the job. He has to hit home runs with these trades, 
right? He's not looking to do any favors for anybody. He's going out there trying to get the best possible return. And whether that's with the Canucks, with the Leafs, you know, another team out East, if it's going to be the Canucks, you bet he's going to have to, he's going to extract the most value you can. And I just don't think the Canucks are in a position right now to be paying premium assets for UFA rentals here. This is another thing. And Grady, I think that's a great point, especially the part where you said going to get the best deal possible. Because another thing Dollywall mentioned today was that they don't want to move him to a West Coast team. I'm sorry, but if you're in the basement of the division, like, why why is that a priority that, oh, we can't, we can't trade this guy to the Canucks? Are you kidding me? That's just, that's so silly. Get the best return you can. If yeah. that doesn't come from the Canucks, sure, don't do business with the Canucks. But what are you talking about? Oh, we can't trade him to a Western. Why? Why can't you trade him to a Western Conference team? It's not like you're competing this year. Do this retool on the fly. Like, just imagine if that came out in Vancouver, right? Like if, uh, gee, I don't know. They've had so few trade ships over the years, but they were like, yeah, you know, we're trading, uh, we're trading. We, we have some people that want to trade for Eric Goodbranson, but we're going to do Pittsburgh because they might not have the best offer, but we really want to keep Eric Goodbranson out of the West. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, it's just, it's crazy to me. Like take the best offer. Who cares where the team's located? If you're in the basement, it just blows my mind that this is a thought process for some people. And again, I'm I'm not criticizing Rick who reported it. It's not me saying, Oh, Rick, I can't believe you would say that. It's if this is actually what Calgary's thinking, what are they thinking? Yeah. It would make sense if it was like Matthew Kachuk, right? Because you don't want want to move a superstar to a divisional rival, but (laughs) We're talking about, can you think of the amount of shots Chris Tanev's going to block on us? Like, we're talking about number three, four, five defensemen. Yes. Who are rentals expiring this year, and your team isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. For Calgary. But, hey, I mean, look, when you got a wagon like the Canucks, (laughs) like, you just... You got to go all in, right? (laughs) Trade the first, trade Hoglander, trade Bod Colson. No, I was meaning it more from, like, Calgary's perspective you're just scared you don't want to you don't want to you know feed that wagon and you know if they get Chris Tanev they're a cup contender for years to come obviously exactly the flames are worried young young Chris Tanev durable (laughs) doesn't have many miles on him (laughs) okay um so let's get that to be the question in our anyone else I want to hear people what they think about trading for a defenseman because like I said my take is wait it out See what this team looks like with their current defense depth. You brought up some great points about how you want some questions answered about your organizational depth. And someone in the chat, I, I'll scroll up to find it during anyone else, but someone brought up a good point about how, okay, you've got Matter when you've got Christian Wallen, you've got options if Hirose doesn't work out. It's exactly. not like years past where, okay, if this guy doesn't work, we don't know what we're going to do. They have options. So um, we'll get to that more in our anyone else section. But let's quickly preview the game. Before we do that, though, got to remember, Wendy's daily face-off survivor pool. Go check it out, folks. Wendy's is letting you win real food with daily face-off survivor. For those of you who smoke the competition, Wendy's is rewarding you with weekly prizes that will have you winning despite your lack of team building skills. Download the Wendy's app and score yourself 150 bonus reward points on your first order and grab a sweet victory from the mouth-watering jaws of defeat along with some fresh, never-frozen beef. Put your prediction skills to the test and score yourself 1,300 bonus points if you win the week. Use your points to grab your favorite menu items at Wendy's. Sign up to play Wendy's Daily Face-Off Survivor Fantasy to win weekly prizes like the spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's and the Wendy's app over at Daily Face-Off. I'm I'm not doing too well, so I don't want to talk about it more than that. 
but I'll be back next week. I'll be back <laughs> next week and I'll, uh, I'll have it. Uh, <laughs> I'll have it going. I'll have the, uh, have the boys cook and I'll have some good props uh, ready to go. Okay. Quickly. Let's preview the game tonight. Not going to spend too much time on this, but Islanders Canucks, what are you looking for tonight? I mean, it's sort of an extension of the conversation we were, we were already having in terms of the blue line, right? It, interesting I mean interesting is one word to put it uh, that they kept Juleson in the lineup and are sort of going with four righties mm-hmm. and two lefties instead of Hirose Juleson in the lineup worries me I'm not gonna lie Friedman obviously him drawing back into the lineup that that was a no-brainer considering how calm and steady he's been but Juleson I'm not I'm not entirely sold on yet based off his form this season right yep. you think back to that Montreal game in the first period for example he has poorly timed pinch that puts him out of position for a two-on-one rush against and the second period there was a play where the Canadians had this like long dump in on Casey DeSmith mm-hmm. right on goal and look DeSmith should have handled that rebound yep but it popped right into the slot and Juleson despite having the positional advantage just lost the race to yep. the puck and um, they had a fantastic rebound chance now, look, there were a couple nice moments, too, where Juleson broke up some plays on the cycle, which was uh, nice to see. But there was also, for example, in the third period, he takes another penalty that put the Canucks um, down two men, five on three, for nearly a minute there. So he worries me. I mean, I even think about that Edmonton game, even just him on the penalty kill, which you would expect to be an area for him to kind of shine as this defensively oriented defenseman. He had that ugly sort of giveaway um, in that second game of the season against the Oilers. So I don't, I don't know how confident you are in in Juleson, but I, I don't love them going to four righties. Uh, I, I don't love it either. And I highlighted Juleson as a bit of a positive player. I thought in Montreal, you're right. He lost that foot race. I know the exact, like, it's funny. You mentioned it. I immediately knew which one you're talking about. Cause my criticism actually went to Casey to Smith for that one, because I think that's a puck you have to handle if you're an NHL goaltender and Casey to Smith's been great, but you know, the rebound control is one thing he's struggled with a little bit this year. Like all those scramble saves that he's had to make uh, a lot of them could have been avoided with some better rebound control. And uh, the Juleson play that you're talking about. Yes. Not a good look, but in that game, I liked it. He was blocking shots. He was throwing hits. And I think that's what you want to see from Noah Juleson. And I just think with how poorly he started the year, that game has to be a building point. Like that was the best game I've seen Noah Juleson play all season. Uh, I mean, he hasn't played wow, many. That's, that's an awfully low bar. <laughs> sure. Absolutely it is. But, but you have to view it as a building point for the guy, right? Like you're right. Sure. I, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. Away. It wasn't an outright liability. Sure. But he's, he was close to it. He was I close mean, to it. Like, again, just that first period where it's like he pinches in the wrong spot. Yep. I don't trust his reads. You're right. You're right? absolutely right. It, you, you pinch there, and it's that two-on-one chance where yep. Slavkovsky just, like, flubbed the puck completely. Like, didn't even get a proper shot or chance on. Um, Sort of got bailed out there by Slavkovsky not being able to pull the trigger. I, I just, Third star, you know, Slavkovsky. It, the one thing it does do is I think it provides a window into the types of traits that, that the coaching staff values because you think about Juleson and Hirose, they're almost opposite players yep. um, stylistically because Juleson has the sort of size, the reach, the ability to sort of break up a cycle, the, some of the strengths down low that Hirose does not have because Hirose is sort of undersized, um, a bit slight, um, I don't think he's put a ton of weight on. 
Um, but we heard those criticisms at the start of camp from Rick talking about right. fitness. And yet the flip side of the coin is I don't like Juleson's hockey IQ. Hockey IQ and decision-making, especially with the puck, yep. is Hirose's strongest asset. So I think it says something about stylistically the type of player the Canucks sort of covet where I think that size, that strength down low, the ability to stop the cycle, that's something that this coaching staff with Talkett and Adam Foote really covets and values. And that's why when you see somebody like Sidorov and the Canucks' rumored interest, you're like, okay, you get a clear sense of what values this organization prioritizes um, when they're looking to construct their blue line. I want to give you a prediction, a gut prediction like I do on every show. Rose gets in the lineup tomorrow in Calgary, and I don't think he comes out. I think Juleson plays tonight, but I think this is going to be another extended absence from the lineup for Noah Juleson. I don't think he's going to be the guy uh, that stays in the lineup of these four right-handed defensemen. I think he's the odd, odd man out. And I, I don't know if that means you have a Hirose Myers pairing. We've talked endlessly about how Myers gets elevated throughout the game anyway. He's been doing that for like six years now and five years in Vancouver. He keeps, you know, oh, he's on the third pair. He's on the third pair. Logs 18 minutes a night. And he's like up there, up there, just continues to log for minutes. Um, but I, I think Hirose is going to get his opportunity in Calgary. And I don't think it's going to be one that he loses. Because although we pointed out the criticisms that Talkett had of him, he also spoke glowingly about the hockey IQ and he talked about how that's a player that you can work on because you can't, and someone pointed out in the chat too, you can't teach hockey IQ, right? So Hiroshi, uh, I think, obviously has that advantage over Noah Juleson. We'll see how they line up tonight. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's time now for our Light the Lamp contest, courtesy of our friends at Four Winds Brewing. Vancouver is playing... Who are they playing tonight? 
Bo Horvat and the Islanders. Bo Horvat and the Islanders tonight. We want to know who's going to score the first goal for Vancouver, and if you nail it, you could win a $25 gift card to the Four Winds Tap Room, located at 72nd and River Road in Delta. Enter by following us on social media. Keep an eye out for today's show clip and comment who you think will light the lamp and score the first goal tonight. Winners will be contacted directly. Check us out on our social channels at Canucks Army or Canucks Convo on Twitter at CanucksArmy.com on Instagram and Canucks Army on Facebook. And make sure you ask about Four Winds Light Light Lager at your local liquor store or have some delivered to your front door through the online shop at fourwindsbrewing.com CA predictions for tonight. Who's going to light the lamp? JT. J- I love he, this. Bring he, it up. Bring it up. Grady Betway better the day. <laughs> Just transitioning, And I'll let you talk about this it. This was not planned. This was not planned. We have not talked about this. Okay. Our Betway better the day brought to you <laughs> by our friends over at uh, Betway. My, my mind tonight is JT Miller as anytime goal scorer. I got a gut feeling in Bo Horvat's return, JT Miller is going to score a goal. $10 bet uh, plus one, 175 odds returns you 27 50 19 plus to play. If you choose to play, please play responsibly. You're feeling, you got the gut, well, the gut feeling. Let's go. Let's see it. It's because JT is the guy they picked over Bo. That's I, exactly. exactly what management did, right? And with how hot JT's been recently, uh, it just feels like the type of game with how well the Canucks are going, how much the Islanders have been struggling yeah. and skidding lately. I don't know. It it would just be Look such a fitting narrative. To your gut, I love it. You it got the a, vibes, baby. Such a fitting narrative for JT to put the dagger into Bo and the Islanders, and and just this continuation of this next chapter. You keep hanging out with me. You're gonna forget how to divide. <laughs> I mean, I I barely know how to divide yeah, me too. That's what I said. <laughs> these days anyway. You're gonna forget how to do basic math. I don't know how to do mental math. I was actually thinking about this the really? other day. Like I, I like mean, my mental I. math is really slow. That's what we should do. We should have, you know, did you do I mean we're the same age, so you must have. You know the multiplication minute? Remember you used oh, to yeah. get those? I sucked at those. Well, here's the thing. As a kid, I used to to get good at math when I was like 12, like 11, 12, yeah. I would write out sort of like times tables from like like yeah. three times one is three three times two yeah is... yeah 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 Same. and then i do that all the way to like 19 so at like 12 years old you could ask me 19 times seven and i would know that like on the spot that's crazy and yet now you could ask me some of the most basic multiplication questions off the top of my head and i would flub them completely all right when we get really low for content grady you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna throw multiplication problems at us and we'll speed see test yeah, we'll see who can answer it first it, we'll get some buzzers going in elementary school that was our punishment if you didn't do your homework you had to do times tables oh, and of so course funny. i always did my homework never never go. missed it once there you go how how fitting it would it be tonight though if uh if Bo Horvat turns the puck over, JT Miller picks it off at the blue line, walks in, and just rips it high glove. Grady, do you know what would be more fitting? Bo what? Horvat blows the zone oh. early. <laughs> blows the zone early and JT Miller reads it because Bo's looking for the breakaway pass. Uh okay. Sorry, I just jumped all over the ad reads and everything, but Grady kept up. So great job, Grady. Okay, we're gonna close out the show today with anyone else presented by DoorDash, and I promise I will eventually start talking and not just keep doing ad reads uh, every time on this show. It's time for anyone else presented by DoorDash. It's our listeners' chance to get involved and hit us up in the YouTube live chat. It's also our listeners' chance to get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. For a limited time, our listeners get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when they download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25. That's all capital letters, NATION25. 
five. The numbers two five. Offer valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms do apply. We've got some good ones in here. Um, get your anyone else's in, folks. I'm scrolling up because there was such a good one. Uh, someone's saying, okay, well, what about Ethan Bear? What's his injury status? We were told December was kind of the timeline there. I believe it was Dolly Wall that had it. Fourth mention of Dolly Wall by me on the show today, but I think he said it's looking like late December now. So kind of beyond the worst case scenario, I think, for the Canucks. But uh, do you expect <laughs> them to sign? <laughs> nice drop, Grady. Right on. Do you expect them to sign Ethan Bear? Like, I think now yeah. I definitely do. I mean, I want them to sign Ethan Bear. He feels like the type of versatile piece that can move up and down your lineup. Right shot, so you don't have to worry about um, lefty-righty balance. And uh, he gives them puck moving, which is, again, something that, I mean, look, this Canucks blue line could use some size, but it could also use some puck moving, right? It, it could use upgrades anywhere. Um, it can get and, and bear I thought fit pretty well with this um, group last year it just gives you a lot of options right because we're talking about for example this um, this situation right now where the bottom four perhaps looks a little bit shaky with Susie out how nice would it be if you had another plug and play option for Hughes to play with that you could go all of a sudden all right we want to bump Heronic down to yep. stabilize the bottom four which the Cucks may have to do at some point if the bottom four over the next handful of games does really struggle. But if you had somebody like Bear, who last season, their numbers together, Hughes and Bear, were really strong. Yep. And he's sort of heroic light in that he can fill that same role of being able to get Hughes more touches offensively, which he really seems to enjoy. Uh, and it will allow you to balance out the rest of the blue line really well. So I, I want them to sign Bear if they can uh, find a way to do it. This one from Jesse C. Hirose, Irwin, Willennan are just different styles of play. Or he's asking, excuse me, if those guys are just different styles of player and they can kind of fill the gap. Or is six to eight weeks long enough to bring up Irwin, Willennan and risk losing them on waivers when Susi is eventually back? I think you have to run that risk. Yeah. If, it, if it comes to icing your best defense core, you have to risk losing those guys on waivers. And I mean, you know... It, that's what depth is for. You can't be scared to use your best depth pieces because you're scared of losing them on waivers. Like, and there's no disrespect to the player, but what what do we think Christian Willannon is going to be long term? Like, he was the AHL Defenseman of the Year last year, but you laid it out. He had a pretty underwhelming camp, right? Like, he's been good in the AHL again, but we've seen players like that for years that are are good, even really good in the AHL, and can't make it work in the NHL. Look, I really like Christian Wallenden. I still think there's a chance he makes it work in the NHL, but you can't leave this guy down in Abbotsford and use waivers as your reasoning for it, right? Like, I don't think you can do that. I think if this guy's going to become an NHLer, he can't keep spending all his time in the AHL. Yeah. I want to see this guy at the NHL level. If you're going to call up Wallenden, which I think they should, you know, obviously a little banged up right now as we laid out, but you can't be scared of losing this guy on waivers. You can't. And obviously the same goes for Matt Irwin, but Will Lennon's obviously the bigger risk to lose on waivers. Yeah. I think you give Hirose a shot eventually. And if he's up to the task, great. If he's not, Will Lennon's your next man up because Irwin, he was actually a regular sort of everyday player for the Capitals played, played a ton of minutes or a ton of games last season, but just watching him in camp and preseason, he just looks too slow. He, looks a step behind and so to me he's the clear number three uh, behind Wolanin and, and Hirose in terms of your next man up LD options. 
Okay, this is one for you. Do you feel certain positions are harder to pro scout than others because teams play different systems? This one from Jesse. Defenseman for sure. And I think it's not just pro scouting, but even the numbers. I I put much less stock into a defenseman's numbers because of how much they can be influenced by environment, right? For instance, I mean, Hampus Lindholm in Anaheim, nobody was talking about him as a sort of stud top four defenseman like he'd been a top four d for a long time but people weren't talking about him as this all situations uh, workhorse the way they were when anaheim was good so ducks had been struggling he moves to boston all of a sudden last year he's getting a ton of norris votes i don't think it's that hampus lindholm is all of a sudden just over the summer became this totally different player i think the environment shift was totally was totally different in going from anaheim to Boston. It's a great example. And you look at these analytical models, the their perception of Lindholm totally changed. And it's the same when you watch these guys play, right? Because even watching Lindholm in Anaheim, he didn't look particularly dominant. But then you put him in a, in an environment where he's got a better partner to play with, better system, better forwards, uh, more structure, and he looks like a he looked like a number one yeah. defenseman last year. So defensemen, I think, because of the context difference, are definitely much tougher than, let's say, wingers or centers in terms of trying to extrapolate a player's independent value. This is a fantastic anyone else from Toymaker. I didn't think I'd see this name in the chat today. You need Derek Dorsett style crash and bangers and shen types for playoff hockey. Leafs can't get past the second round. Too much offense. No, absolutely. You need Dor- Derek Dorsett. Great bad take, toy maker. Great I, take. Here's the thing: the Leafs tried to do that, right? They went out and one year their big splashy acquisition was Nick Foligno. They've had guys like Kyle Clifford and Wayne Simmons. Now they have Ryan Reeves. <laughs> like they've tried to add toughness around the margins. They got to be able to play. That's the exactly. thing, right? Like Derek Dorsett. Derek Dorsett could play. Look, do not slander Derek Dorsett look on at the a, show. That's look at a, a guy like Keegan Colasar last year on the Golden Knights. Like, yes. Carrier, Carrier. Nick Waugh. You know, guys that you can trust to not only be in key defensive matchups, but also bring the physicality and ramp it up when you need them to. Yeah. Four check hard, right? But also get back and make sure you're covering, you know, those forwards. And I've said it for years. Keegan Colasar is just Derek Dorsett light. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> But that's a good point. If these guys can play, if they're independent of their size and edge, good players, that's perfect. That's yeah. Those are the types of players you want to add because, yeah, adding size on whether it's a blue line or up front, those, those things do matter, especially when it comes to breaking up cycles, defending the front of your net. Uh, when you look at the Canucks' forward group, it's definitely not the biggest group, especially when you look at somebody like Pia Suter being your third-line center. It's, it's nice. Um if you could long-term, and I know we kind of touched on it yesterday, but long-term, when you're talking about the Canucks being a contender, it'd be great if you could have an upgraded version of Joshua in that sort of third-line role where, yeah, the player can add that same power heft element, but an upgraded version of a better player. Like another Sam Lafferty almost, right? Like, And that's, we talk about the architect of players, you know, he basically brings you everything you would want in a third, fourth line checking role. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll close out anyone else on this thought because it's kind of a lot of people have weighed in on it. 
It's the Zadorov tanev conversation. And I think people are kind of putting it together that if the Canucks are going to go out and make this trade for one of these two guys who, like we said, are both UFAs at the end of this season, they're going to have to give up a Nils Huglander of a Silly Pud Colson and an Atu Ratu. And I think Antagonist had a really good point in the YouTube live chat here. He said, do not trade Ratu, Hoaglander, or Pud Colson. Very short-sighted. And you go back to the conversation that we had yesterday about how you need at least one or two of these guys to hit and even extending to the prospect pool with Lekaramaki and Brustevich and Willander, how you need these guys to hit if that's what you're going, if you're going to be a competitive team for years instead of just this year, you need to have these guys coming in. You need to have them coming in on cheap contracts. You pointed out that Niels Huggland is off to a great start this year. He's locked up at 1.25 next year as well. And if he can be a, consistent contributor for you through the back half of this season and into next season that's a that's really good found money like that's that's in, ter- in terms of a player's value in it in the most true sense of the word that's what we're talking about with a guy like Nils Huglander or obviously Bud Golson or whoever that can come in be a cheap option in your lineup but can really help you win games like it, it, it it's almost like and again not to rag on a certain player but Stefan Roger wrote something at Canucks Army ahead of free agency where he said the Canucks shouldn't be trying to sign Carson Soucy. They should be trying to find the next Carson Soucy. And what he talked about was that Seattle identified this as a guy with the Minnesota Wild that they could put into their lineup. And look, he was cheap, right? And then as soon as he needed to get paid, Seattle said goodbye. And he obviously came to Vancouver off to a great start. Don't get me wrong. Obviously the guy who's injured right now, but it's just that philosophy of you if you're going to contend, you're going to need these guys to be homegrown and you're going to need them to come in when they are still cheap and have big impacts. Yeah, and you look at the Canucks' lineup right now and trying to sort out the cap situation, be as efficient as possible. For as much as we love Connor Garland's play, um, recently, he's a luxury considering how much he makes at nearly $5 million. How great would it be if next season you can develop Hoaglander to the point where he can be Garland light. Yeah. Where he can give you 75, even if he's 75 to 80% of the player Garland is, as long as it comes at a fraction of the cost, that's that's that type of piece is more valuable to you, even though Garland might next season, not might next season, will still be next season the better player. Sorry, Greedy, I thought you wanted to chime in. No, I was <laughs> going to say to Dan Tagnus, I, I hear what he's saying about not trading Ratu, Hoglander, and Pods, but I think it all depends on what you're getting back. If you're getting a top four right shot defenseman, now it would have to probably be more than that package because we know you know, that's a premium position. Um, but it alludes to the bigger point that you always have to have those guys on ELCs coming in, you know, those college free agents, those European free agents or you find a, a guy like Sam Lafferty who only costs you, you know, a late round pick um, in a vacuum. I hear what he's saying, but I think, you know, in full context, if the right deal comes along, you have to be willing to pull the trigger. And let's not forget Hoglander, Pod Colson. That was the previous regime's draft picks. Rutherford, Alvin, you know, they're, they can be trigger happy. They like to make splashes and get out of things. I don't think they're going to be tied to those players, even though the the prospect pool is getting better. Like if they see a deal that needs to be made out there, I don't think they'll have any qualms with parting with one of those guys. Maybe not Ratu because he was just acquired, but I could see Pod Colson and Hoglander. I like what you said there about loading up 
kind of like it kind of speaks to the conversation about how you need to continually replenish the prospect pool if you're going to be a contender because we just talked about like I spoke of it in the sense of you need these guys to come into your lineup but hey if you're a contender like you are going to want to acquire some rentals down the line right so if you have these guys it's going to make making these deals better because like like think about in recent years the, the later years of the Benning regime they wanted to compete and they couldn't trade for anybody because they had no trade chips. Like there, there was a time when Jack Rathbone was this organization's best prospect and best trade chip. And at the time they didn't want to trade him because they needed a defenseman to hit. Now they've kind of replenished things. You have to keep that cycle going. That's just what good organizations do. And you make those free agent signings and that look, if there's anywhere that this current management regime deserves an A plus plus it's on their AHL, NCAA, those kind of signings, the guys that they're getting out of there, mm-hmm. the development, all that sort of stuff. Like that's where they deserve full marks, if anywhere. Yeah. And, and like Grady said, it's it's worth it if it's, let's say, a top four right-handed defenseman where you're constructing a bigger package for for a piece that's going to fit for be a long-term fit, not just for this season. I, I think where where we're saying be careful about giving up these guys is if we're talking about a rental. Yep, absolutely. Okay, Canucks, Islanders, it goes tonight. We'll be back tomorrow. But for now, we'll wrap it up there. For my co-host, Harmon Dial, and our technical producer, Grady Sass, my name is Dave Guadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Canucks Conversation with Harmon and Quads every weekday at 2 p.m. Be sure to check it out on the Canucks Army YouTube channel. And if you missed it, go check it out on your favorite podcast catcher app. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. 
So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.